Mom to Mom podcast. We're three generations of moms who've experienced nearly every season of motherhood. Of course, we don't have all the answers, but you can be sure that we'll always point you to the one who does. We're pouring a cup of coffee and we're chatting motherhood today. Pull up a chair. We're really glad you're here. Chaos. Do those two words seem to go together when we are talking about motherhood? When was the last time your family noticed you laughing, smiling, and happy? The day my kiddos commented on how happy I was compared to my normal was the day I realized my chaotic, busy life had taken over the calm and the circumstances of my life and had misplaced my joy and peace, but it didn't have to. When we talk about happy, we are talking about a heart that is heavy and tired, hiding behind a pretend happy smile for the sake of our family. What lies beneath the surface is the spot we want to talk about today. Motherhood can be overwhelming, and quite honestly, as much as we organize, set up boundaries, and have a healthy view of our daily life, the peace and joy may be absent from our soul, and our calm feels like chaos. So how can a mom be transformed from the inside out? Today's guest, Tricia Goyer, understands what it's like to be pulled in a dozen different directions with a longing and intention to do all things well. A busy homeschooling mom of 10 children, several of whom are still in the house, caregiver to her 92-year-old grandmother, speaker and blogger, she also knows what it feels like to fall short. But through her years of trial and error, she's found uncomplicated but effective practices for nurturing the soul. And that is of the utmost importance because everything stems from the heart. Welcome to the podcast, Trisha. Thank you so much for having me. It's great being here. Thank you. Kate isn't with us this evening as we record today's podcast, uh, but we will miss her, but we're happy that you could be with us. And we have a lot to talk about, including a new book you're releasing. Can you tell us the title of that book real quickly again? It's Heart Happy, Staying Centered in God's Love During Chaotic Circumstances. Mm -hmm. Good title. Good title. I think that's going to be a great topic for our moms listening today. So Let's begin with how moms feel overwhelmed, out of sorts, and overloaded most days. I think I just had a conversation with my husband a couple minutes ago about how I had a day like that just today, and here we are recording this podcast. So Trisha, let's talk about, is a happy heart, is it even possible? It is possible. And I think the interesting thing is we often think of happy as I'm happy because I'm going on vacation. I'm happy because I lost 10 pounds. I'm happy because I finished my project. I got stuff off my to-do list. And I think so many times we tend to think of that emotion as what happiness is. And actually, the word happy and blessed in the Bible are translated. It's Escher, and it can be translated, some what says blessed is the man. It also can be translated as happy as the man. And that doesn't mean the things that we get. We are blessed or we are happy because we reside in God. You know, when we give our hearts to him, like we are his and we are his forever. And it also means being on the straight path. And so I think so many times it's just really looking at what happy is. And it's not all the things, getting things done, having a peaceful day, but the fact that we are blessed because we belong to God and we're walking on his path. And that truly is where happiness is. Mm. I had the opportunity to pre-read your book, Trisha, and one of my biggest takeaways from the book is I think I've always for years and years in my mind, the word happy and joy were two different things and happy felt so um, superficial, mm-hmm. temporal, whereas joy felt 
more faithful. Mm. And that was the word I would attribute to how I felt regardless of circumstances, regardless of what was happening on the outside. I just had it in my head that it's joy that is the permanent never evolving, constant, steadfast feeling that we should have. And you actually argue in your book that the two are kind of synonymous. Yeah. And it really is. I think so many times we think like joy is like the holy thing and happy is like frivolous or of the world. But really in the Bible over and over and over again, God talks about, he calls us to be happy. We are blessed. We are happy. And if you look in the translations, that word is the same thing. So it's not like we have joy, it means we're holy, and if we want happiness, it means we just want to go on a shopping spree. It is two completely different things. Yeah, that was really a profound thought. You also shared in your book that you have this deep respect for the Christian evangelist George Mueller, and that learning about his life and work was kind of instrumental and key in helping you shift your mindset to a place of happiness or joy in seasons of chaos and hardship. Can you tell us a little bit about him, first of all, for those who don't know who George Mueller is, and what about his life has been such an inspiration to you? I love George Mueller. You know, he was a Christian that lived about 150 years ago, and he actually took care of orphans. So in his lifetime, he took care of uh, over 100,000 orphans, and I we've adopted seven. And I'm like, look at me, we've <laughs> adopted seven kids. He cared for over 100,000 orphans through these different homes that he had set up. And so he was making sure they were fed, they were schooled, they had a, a spiritual foundation, and he never asked anyone for support. He felt that God knew his needs and that he would pray about it. And if he was doing God's work, that God would provide. So God provided millions of dollars in today's economy to him to provide for all these orphans. But what I love about him is that in one of his short little booklets, he talked about that he realized the way he was able to do God's work is if before the day started, he got his heart happy in the Lord. And that's where heart happy came from, the title of the book. And what it meant was that he centered his mind, his heart, his emotions on God. He started with scripture. He asked God, what do you have in there for me today? And then he turned over all his worries and cares to God. And All of us live very chaotic lives. George Mueller lived a very chaotic life. Each of us today lives a very chaotic life. But if we can take that time before our day starts, and whether it is five minutes as we're in the shower or whether we have, you know, 20 minutes to sit down with our Bible and devotional book, it really is instead of thinking of the to-do list, thinking of all the problems that we have, thinking of our children and what they have been doing wrong and all those things, getting our heart happy in the Lord, realizing like God is with me. He is in this day with me. He has control over everything. And that really can change our heart and turn it into a ungrateful, mumbling heart to one that is happy in the Lord. And what a timely message. You know, it really does prove that there's nothing new under the sun. I remember reading about George Mueller and correct me if I'm wrong. There's a story of him, as you said, not sharing the prayer request, just bringing it to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Lord, we we don't have any food. We need groceries. And he just knew that God would prompt people in his life to give as, as they were able to give generously. And then lo and behold, in the morning, a whole load of groceries arrived at his doorstep. Yeah, I love that story. In his um, biography that I read to the kids, yeah, that all the children were there and he told them to sit at the table and they would thank God for breakfast. And he had nothing to serve them. And there was a knock at the door and the baker was there and said, 
uh, God woke me up at 3 a.m. and told me to bake bread for you. And here's the bread. And then like five minutes later, there's another knock at the door and the milkman's cart broke down. And he said, I have to go fix my cart. Here's all this milk. I need to unload it. Do you need it? And so as they thank God for their breakfast, within 15 minutes, they had food in front of them. And over and over, if you read his biographies over and over again, that's what God does. And when we realize like the Lord is in control of our days and when we're looking for God's provision, we will find it. And we have a completely different attitude as we deal with our kids and family and everything, when we know like God's already provided for me, he knows my needs, he knows my heart and he is there and we can see him throughout our day. And I think it goes both ways. Like sometimes we are the George Mueller who is praying because of our need. And then other times we're the milkman whose cart broke down and we have no idea why. And it would be really easy to get disgruntled and even shake a fist at God. Why did you allow this to happen when really it was that was exactly what needed to happen mm-hmm. in order that our life would help meet the need of someone else. Absolutely. And there's been times that God's put someone on my heart when I'm praying. And I'll just a friend text her or call her and she'll, I needed this right now. It just, I felt so alone and I felt God didn't hear me or see me. I'm like, well, God put you on my heart. So obviously he hears you and sees you. It takes following through with that stirring. And the more we sit before God, the more we read his word, I think the more we become attuned to that still small voice that says, you know, that kid, that little attitude, there's something more going on. Like take her out for a soda and figure out what's going on. It's not an audible voice at all, but it is that little stirring when we take that time to connect with God and see that he will guide us in the day. It's amazing how we can kind of see things that we hadn't seen before, see his provision that we hadn't even realized before. Hmm. So it's about nourishing our soul, really, Mm -hmm. right? As Kate, September, and I traveled around the country this past spring, meeting thousands of moms just like you, we continue to hear the same question over and over again. How do I occupy my baby or toddler while also mothering and perhaps homeschooling my older kids? And without fail, our collective answer was to gather some engaging and brain-boosting activities for your baby or tot to do that they only do during your busiest times of the day. And while you could spend hours brainstorming different to-dos, you don't have to. KiwiCo has done all the heavy lifting for you. Their Panda Crate has everything your brand new newborn or trailblazing toddler needs to not just stay occupied, but to develop early learning skills. Panda Crate is a subscription box filled with playful, open-ended activities backed by research and designed especially for naturally curious and creative babies and toddlers. With a Panda Crate subscription from KiwiCo, your baby receives a new crate filled with two months worth of products and content every other month. My kids are obviously not babies or tots anymore, but they still love getting their Tinker and Maker crates from KiwiCo that are like hands-on laboratories brought right to our front stoop. With KiwiCo crates, my kids can infuse science, technology, engineering, and math into one cohesive project. They're inspired to create and innovate. And the best part is that I don't have to rush out at the last minute to buy this tool or that supply that I don't have for my kids to be able to make something really cool like a pair of working headphones, a walking robot, or a bubble lamp. For moms with babies, Panda Crate is the best place to start. Each crate supports your baby's rapid development in the first two years of life with science-backed products that support child-led play and encourage open-ended exploration. 
The crates all include age-specific products designed by experts and backed by researchers at Seattle Children's Hospital to help babies at every stage learn to do by doing what they do best, playing and exploring. Designed just for infants and toddlers, Panda Crate is grounded in the study of early childhood development in a way that's made helpful, practical, and convenient for parents. Every crate comes with a magazine and activity cards featuring research-backed content and activities to nurture your little ones, all shipped right to your door. And there's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel anytime. Build a foundation for early learning with Panda Crate from KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month and any crate line with code mom to mom at kiwico.com. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com. Promo code mom to mom. So let's talk about why it's important for moms to make time for soul care. And how is that different from self care? We talk about self-care a lot, but is it soul care really that we need first? Absolutely. And I think self-care is we go get our manicure and we, you know, take our bubble bath and we we need those things. Like every time I go get a manicure, it's probably like twice a year. I think, why don't I do this more often? This is like really nice. Right. And so self-care is important, but soul care is realizing the things that maybe nourish our souls. For example, um, when the pandemic came and we were at home with the kids all day long, I needed to figure out something that I can do to nourish myself more than even before. And so I started watercolor painting. Mm. Now I had grown up drawing all the time. My my grandma, when I was little would say, you're going to have your own greeting card line. And like writing wasn't even on the horizon, but I drew all the time. And so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to order some watercolor um, pictures. I'm going to watch videos online. I'm going to get some paper and it fed me in a way that I had forgotten, like that little child, the things that we enjoyed, we often forget whether it's nature walks, um, drawing, maybe for someone out there that hasn't written, maybe it's writing our thoughts down, uh, cooking, sewing. I mean, whatever it is that really nurtures our souls, God put that in there for a reason. And so really, I encourage moms to think back to like, when you were little, what did you enjoy doing? Probably now you'll probably enjoy the same things and take time for that. And as I was doing that, I would just think about how God was with me as a little girl and how he was always looking over me. And he was looking like it talks about in Psalm 139, how he created me in my mother's wombs with already these gifts and talents. And I love watercolor painting. now. In fact, the cover of the book is my watercolor. And that stemmed out of me just realizing like, there's a part of me, there's a part of my soul that needs to be nourished and fed. And I usually Sunday afternoons for sure, but sometimes during the week too, I will just take out all my stuff and it does it spread out. It kind of makes a mess, but I feel so mm-hmm. much better afterwards. I feel like I'm tending the soul that God gave me. Um, in addition to you know prayer and scripture reading, there's also those other gifts and talents that sometimes we forget about. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes soul care, or if you want to call it self-care, whatever you want to ascribe to it, gets a bad rap because you know, anything that starts and ends with self feels really selfish. So when we say take care of yourself, that feels selfish as a woman, especially because there's so many needs and our our daily responsibilities are so great. But we have to remember that Jesus recognized the importance of soul care. We see in scripture that he goes out to be by himself in, in the wilderness or, you know, he gets in a boat and goes out by himself. He never, ever 
denied the needs of the people. He was still watchful and careful for them. And so there's a time in scripture where he went out to be by himself, but the needs of the people were so great. Mm -hmm. He decided, well, actually the better thing right now is for me to meet their need, not for me to go off by myself. But he did recognize it. You see in the life of Christ, this emphasis on, you know, you take care of your own soul in order that you can be fully ready and able and equipped to help take care of the needs of others. So I think, you know, we can Mm -hmm. put a lot of pressure on ourselves to disregard this part of our lives like it feels so selfish, but it's actually a really good thing. And we'll, like Tricia says, help to make our hearts happy. And it's a good model for our children. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we tell them we want you to do these great things for God, and we want you to have a quiet time, and we want you to use your unique gifts and talents, and all these things we tell our kids. But when they see us doing it, then they start doing it themselves. And so we could show them this is what it means to have a quiet time. And when my kids get up in the morning, they'll usually see me with my Bible and my journal, and I'm sitting there, and they know they're going to be quiet for a little bit <laughs> because mommy's spending time with God. And I got them for Valentine's Day. I got my little girls who are 11 and 14, their own little devotional journals and like write your word scripture journals. And now that, you know, they're going and they're having their time. I'll say, what were you doing? We were supposed to start homeschool. And they're like, well, I was, I was reading my Bible and in my journal. And I'm like, good. Like we need to model these things for our family. And I think sometimes we feel, like you said, we feel selfish when we're taking time, but we need to show them that this is a healthy thing. This is a good thing. If Jesus can do it, if he can go away to pray, to walk in a garden, to do all those things, then we should realize that it's okay for us too. Right. We can't just keep giving lip service to it. We have to Mm -hmm. model it out in our lives as well. Well, Tricia, as a Christian, I'm going to be honest, it's sometimes easy to feel bad for perhaps maybe the disappointment that I experience or the anger that I feel or the hurt that I feel. But really, disappointment, anger, and hurt, as we've talked before on this podcast, are not sins. Like, I shouldn't feel bad for feeling those things because those are really just emotions, signals that something is going on in my heart. Mm-hmm. How do you think that those emotions can help us dig deeper? Yeah, that's such a good question. So for me, like you were saying, every time I'd feel like an emotion like that seemed more than ordinary, like I would just take something maybe more seriously, I wouldn't let it go. I'd have to figure out like what is really going on. And I think that is part of letting God deeper into our hearts. So for example, someone where I felt like a friend betrayed me or said something maybe about me that I, it came back around and I heard about it. Or when we had a change in leadership at the church, I would just take it so personally, which I know a lot of times it wasn't even about me, but then I would feel like, why is this so heavy? Why I'm so upset about this? Why can't I let this go? And as I sat before God with my Bible on my lap, and I thought about like my past and the things that I went through, I realized like I didn't know my biological dad growing up. My stepdad was very distant. There was a time when I was a toddler. My mom went away for a couple months. She got remarried and was in a different place. And I was with my grandparents. And I thought there was a lot of abandonment in my life. And so really, as I started thinking of those things and going deeper with God, I realized so much of the things that maybe impact me more than they should goes back to those feelings of abandonment. And I think just recognizing that ways we've been hurt as a child, maybe we overheard someone saying something about this, maybe 
in anger one of our parents said something that they shouldn't have said or they didn't really mean and then those become wounds and i think when we are talking about heart happy i'm talking you know yes we're talking about soul care yes we're talking about taking time to get away with god but i think sometimes there's those areas of our hearts that god wants to bring healing to and we just need to pause long enough to really sit before him and ask like what is going on and as i prayed about these things as i thought about the things that really bothered me that I was having a hard time getting through, I realized it was kind of stemming all around abandonment. And I even reconciled with one of my friends after a difficult church situation. And I said, you know, I'm so sorry, because I just shut her off because you hurt me. I, you know, to try to reach out. I'm just going to shut you off because that hurt. And I ended up apologizing saying, I, I feel like I have this heart of abandonment. And I just I just wasn't open to reconciliation because you had hurt me. And, I, and please forgive me for that. And we were able to reconcile and now, you know, even though she moved to a different town, we're able to talk about it and really just enjoy our friendship again. I think so many times there's these wounds in our hearts that it takes letting God in deeper. And then once we find the healing, once we see those things, once we can take it to him in prayer, then we can find that happiness because those things do um, become healed. And we can kind of move past that instead of letting everything in our lives be impacted by those things. So mama listening, your struggle might not be abandonment, but as Trisha was saying, the emotion that you feel, the anger, the disappointment, the hurt, the frustration mm-hmm. might just be the, you know, flashing red light to say something is off here. I need to do the hard work to figure out where is this emotion actually stemming from? Most likely, it's not really Mm -hmm. about the situation at hand. It'll go so much deeper. And if you can do the hard emotional and soul work of digging deeply with God um, and wrestling in his word and, and finding out those reasons, you can be able to come out on the other side not having you know, the disappointment, the hurt, the frustration, giving those over to the Lord, but the deep work has to happen before any of that can happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it can even be something as simple as I remember one time I had messy room in high school. I was, you know, in high school cheerleader. I did stats for the baseball team. I was gone all the time. So my room was a mess. I remember my mom saying once, like, I hate to see what your house is going to be when you're an adult. Mm. So when I became an adult, I would like be so stressed if my house was a mess. My mom lived a thousand miles away. But every time my house would get messy, I would kind of hear that voice in my head. I hate to see what your house is going to look like. Mm. And it wasn't until I adopted all these extra kids when it was impossible to keep up. I was like, why do I keep listening to that voice? Like, and people would come over and I'd apologize. Like, I'm so sorry. There's like, the floor is dirty. The kids came in with muddy shoes and I'd be apologizing all the time. And I realized like, they're like, yeah, you have seven children in your house at this time. Like, I wouldn't expect any less. And I realized like I had been tuning into that one comment that my mom said and letting it control so much of my life. And again, those are the things that just think about like, why does this bother me so much and go and like Jamie, you were saying, do the deeper work. Mm-hmm. I love this book already and I haven't even read it, but I did pre-order it today. So I'm really excited to have it arrive in my mailbox when it releases. A few things that have come to my mind while we were talking is that heart happiness is like healing, right? And, mm-hmm. and Jesus, he's our comforter, our provider, our sustainer. Like he's all of those things that can make that possible. Sometimes I think we think 
we have to do the healing on our own and it's going to be so much work. And, um, but the more we begin the patterns of healing for heart, soul, happiness, the more we're aware of where things are coming from, the chaos. Now we can't take daily chaos of raising a family out of our equation. And I have shared that with friends of mine that, you know, some people say, well, if you just did this, and if you just did that, um, you might, how might be more peaceful. But in the end, I, I tell my friends, you know, some things you just cannot eliminate from your life. Um, so be in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of whatever situation we're all in, Jesus is always there. He is the sustainer and the healer of all things. So before we close, Trisha, can you just name a few of the chapter titles or topics that are in your book? Because I, I just cannot wait to read this. This um, podcast conversation tonight is the epitome of my day today. And I'm guessing many moms listening are probably thinking the same thing. So some of the chapter titles are Connection Through Honest Confession, The Priority of a Happy Heart, um, The Sensitivity of God and the Sovereignty of God, and Scripture Nourishment. So that is just a few of the chapter titles, and there's so much more in the book. So good, Trisha. Thank you so much for sharing the announcement of your new book release. Can you tell us when that is, by the way? It's going to be April 18th. Okay. So this um, podcast will air before then. We encourage those listening to pre-order or order the book. And we also want to thank you for your heart for motherhood and sharing here to our listeners today. For the mom listening in who is feeling quite weary and overwhelmed, who realizes that life isn't going to slow down any quick minute, month, or even years, we hope you've been encouraged to know that finding happy and staying centered is possible while connected and fueled by our loving Heavenly Father. Your happiness doesn't have to be a pretend smile for the sake of your family and those around you. It can be a transformation of your heart. And of course, Trisha's new book, Heart Happy, Staying Centered in God's Love Through Chaotic Circumstances, will inspire you to stay tethered to the lover of your soul. By taking time to make your heart happy in the Lord, you'll grow closer to the Heavenly Father, fostering true transformation from the inside out. Peace and joy can be yours no matter what life dishes up. Thank you again, Trisha. Thank you so much for having me.